An angel and a demon walk into a bar. The angel trips and falls. The demon laughs and says, never thought recruiting would be this easy. Across cultures and religions exist supernatural beings embodying the extremes of morality. Why are these beings so common across humanity? And what does it reveal about us mere mortals? In the fight between good and evil, is there any room for gray area? I'm your host, Sierra Jones, and this is Arc Enemies. Angelic beings exist in Western cultures, Eastern cultures, and even in ancient societies. While there are commonalities between them, each culture maintains its own unique interpretation. We'll begin our journey with Christian angelology. As an evangelical Christian myself, starting with my own religion means I'll have first-hand access to resources and the ability to offer an insider perspective. Eventually, our journey to understand these beings will take us to cultures and regions outside of our own knowledge and hopefully reward us with a broader worldview. For now, let's delve into Christian angelology. There are hundreds of different branches of the Christian faith. These churches can generally be sorted into two categories, denominational and non-denominational. Denominational churches are part of a larger organization that follow the same central structures, traditions, and beliefs. Think of the Catholic Church. While there are thousands of physical buildings, every Catholic church is part of the larger denomination of Catholicism. Non-denominational churches, on the other hand, do not follow a central organization, but rather each individual church and congregation forms and executes their own beliefs and traditions. Most non-denominational churches seek to follow the direct teachings of the Bible without the influence of long-standing structural traditions. Denominational or non-denominational, there are two central points of the Christian faith, that God is the creator of all things and that mankind has been granted salvation through the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Another key tenet of Christianity is that it is a religion that seeks out converts, believing Christ himself commanded his followers to spread the good news of salvation. However, mere mortals are not the only messengers of the Christian faith. Angels are the original messengers of God. The angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Luke 1.30, King James Version. Any being that must preface its arrival with, Don't freak out, must be awe-inspiring, or even to our human eyes, terrifying. Recently, Biblically accurate angels have become a popular topic in pop culture. One of the more popular illustrations of biblically accurate angels depicts the Thrones angel. This class of angels are thought to be the wisest of angels and are constantly in God's presence. While Thrones angels can interact with humans as messengers of God, they are also described as the wheels of God's throne. Their function as wheels can be seen in their physical manifestation, being described as giant wheels of interlocking rings covered in hundreds of eyes. Within the Christian Bible, there are distinct classes and ranks of angels. There are nine orders of angels broken into three hierarchies. Each of these orders or classes of angels vary in purpose and proximity to God. While they are all types of angels, the last two classes are the ones most of us would be familiar with, archangels and angels. These two classes interact the most with mankind. Each class of angels has its own physical description. However, there is no consensus whether these descriptions are metaphorical or to be taken literally. Between nine different types of angels, there are spiritual properties that are universal. Angels are defined as spiritual, immortal beings. As such, they have no need to eat, sleep, or drink. They can withstand extreme elements such as fire and possess incredible speed. Angels also have power over time, accelerating or slowing down events on earth. As subjects of God, angels are holy beings who despise sin and enforce justice at God's request. The power of these beings is through God, 
While the power they possess is innate, they act only at the command of God. This is one of the fundamental differences between angels and demons. Here to give us more insight into the nature and significance of angels is Derwin Jones. Derwin has been a dedicated member of the Church of Christ for many decades, serving as a deacon for multiple churches and frequenting as a Sunday school teacher. Derwin has also been influential in my own spiritual journey by studying the Bible with me and by raising me. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So to start off, I know you're a lawyer, so can you talk about how that <laughs> kind of plays into your approach? Sure. About 26 years ago, I graduated from law school. I did study trial advocacy, and throughout my legal career, I have conducted trials. So uh, I'm well-versed in the rules of evidence, and I do apply that to how I teach Bible classes. So um, my approach to teaching the Bible is to look at what's going on in our world world, and whether that's science, religion, world events, and to make the Bible relevant to today and to try to teach it in a way that people can understand and relate to. How do angels fit into this whole universal morality? So humanity as a whole, we seem to kind of follow these same moral codes. How do angels play into that, or religion in general? Well, in general, and anthropologists would tell you, there has not been any type of human culture, society, nation that does not have a set of of morals or values. Every single person has some innate sense of right or wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, so if someone takes something from you, you automatically think that that's wrong. If somebody hits you without cause, you think that's wrong. Uh, so every culture has some type of law or morality of what is acceptable behavior in that society, culture, tribe, you name it. Angels, and angels are spiritual beings that were created by God and know God, see God, and they know what we would call absolute truth mm -hmm. because they see the spiritual realm and then they see the material realm. And so they have that unique perspective, unlike us being born and we grow up, we you know start to develop our personalities or you know some people will describe that as the soul and as you grow up at some point you learn that some things are right some things are wrong you know depending on your parents you know that might be a sliding scale <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you mentioned we're not born, you know, good or evil, but yet we have this, I guess, almost gray area where there are, there are always questions where it's like, is it good or is it is it bad? And sometimes I think when you're a human living an earthly experience, there are some places where it's hard to discern that answer and that answer becomes a rather personal question, which also I think speaks to the idea of free will, which leads me into my next question. This whole duality that we have, do you think that extends to angels? I mean, we know that biblically demons are just fallen angels who have chosen to forsake God, uh, to follow Satan. So they obviously have this free will, but does that translate to the same duality that we have here on earth? Uh, the answer to that question is no, because again, angels are in the presence of God. They know who God is. They know the true nature of reality. Mm -hmm. So angels either choose to be loyal to God and carry out God's will, or they chose not to. And the biblical account says when Satan rebelled, he took one third of the angels with him and was cast down to the earth. And that kind of explains why there are spiritual forces of evil uh, at work in our world today, mm -hmm. uh, whether people choose to acknowledge that or not. But again, going back to this concept of morality, it's something that is innate in every culture and every person. There are things that you know people know are right or know are wrong, and they'll fight for it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have to ask yourself the question is, well, how do angels in, in some respects and how do demons, why are they involved in the affairs of mankind? It mm-hmm. kind of goes back to the battle that went on in heaven. And it also goes on with why did God create human beings in the first place? Mm-hmm. And, and part of that is to show the spiritual beings that I'm going to create a creature that's kind of like a hybrid, mm-hmm. but that has that's created in the likeness and image of God. And then to demonstrate God's greatest power, which is what love is. Mm-hmm. Now, and love can only exist if the creature has the freedom to choose right and is not forced to so you have spiritual forces of angels that god has charged them to encourage people or manipulate human events so people have the opportunity to find god and then you have the fallen angels which are we want to get people further and further away from god and so the more chaos confusion doubt we have about the existence of god then that proves that god's experiment uh, we human beings was a failure Mm -hmm. but then that's why christ came the son of god came to demonstrate the ultimate sacrifice which is the ultimate act of love so you talked about Christ, and I want to hit on this this idea I had. One of the other major tenets, you mentioned love, but also forgiveness is a very big tenet in Christianity, specifically this whole idea that humans can be saved, so that sin can be forgiven. Do you think that kind of explains why there is a difference in the whole duality between uh, man and angels? Because angels are not, from what we know in the Bible, are not extended that same salvation. You're, you're correct on that. The difference between spiritual beings is, again, they knew God. They're in the presence of God. And, and so they knew that they're openly defying the creator, the entity that created them. They chose to either follow or rebel. And, and so it's kind of hard for them to seek repentance because you were with God. You had all the benefits, blessings of God. You were in the presence of God. You saw the power and the majesty of God. Um, but human beings are different because when you're born, except for Adam and Eve that were created by God and walked with God until they sinned and were cast out of Eden, we today don't have that knowledge or that relationship. We are born, we grow up, we can't even remember the first couple of years of our life. Angels, on the other hand, they, they knew automatically it was black and white to them. You either mm-hmm. obey God or you disobey God. And then there was a consequence to that. Part of love is notwithstanding the fact that we humans have a capacity to do good and the capacity to do evil. And it's not that we're like angels and we can do good all the time. We're we're flawed beings because of the choices that we make and we need salvation. And that goes back to one of the aspects in nature of love. Love keeps no records of wrongs. And so that's the big distinction between man and spiritual beings of angels and demons. But an angel, a true angel of God is always going to point the person person to God or to shape events in that person's life that they might grope for God, seek God, find God. Now, the fallen angels are doing the exact opposite to try to get people further and further away from God. But I think that's another podcast that you're going to have. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a whole other episode. Through the lens of Christianity, we've learned that angels are creatures meant to carry out the will of God and guide us mere mortals towards the spiritual aspects of life. 
But what happens when an angel exacts their free will? And what if they choose to defy God himself? On our next episode, we'll get a little too close for comfort to the origins of H.E. Double Hockey Sticks and the fallen angel who rules it. I'm Sierra Jones, and this has been Ark Enemies. Ark Enemies is an independent podcast created and produced by me. All sources and images are linked in the description below. Special thanks to Derwin Jones for guest starring in this episode. Ark Enemies is not liable for any supernatural encounters you may experience during or after listening to this podcast. If possession occurs, please contact your local priest, rabbi, shaman, or spiritual leader.